Today, Finland elects its new president, NATO criticizes Donald Trump, and Senegal delays its election after increased violence. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Monday the 12th of February 2024. With the war on its doorstep and concerns of conflict spilling out into Finnish borders, Finland has just had its most important presidential election of the century. Former Finnish Prime Minister Alexander Stubb of the right-wing National Coalition Party has won the presidential race in a tight 50-50 race, beating left-wing Green politician Pekka Havisto. Stubb beat Havisto, the foreign minister, until June by 52% to 48% on Sunday evening. Stubb is from the liberal wing of his party, which runs the coalition government with the far-right Finns. He's pro-Europe, pro-marriage equality and an avowed internationalist. He's got a pretty extensive track record, previously serving as party leader, prime minister and foreign minister. One of Stubb's greatest strengths, some might argue, is foreign affairs, and these skills are going to be pretty important as Finland ushers in a new NATO era. Finland, which shares Europe's longest border with Russia, joined NATO last year in response to Russia's war. Now, Stubb's biggest challenge will be leading Finland's new era of foreign policy, where, he says, all the rules are being challenged. Stubb has been praised in the past for his foreign policy, such as being one of the first politicians to warn about a revanchist Russia in 2008, when Moscow invaded Georgia. However, he's also faced scrutiny for his softer views on China, and in 2014 he approved a Russia-financed nuclear reactor in Finland. NATO and the Western world will be closely watching the actions and directions Stubb will take. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine, or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. In his most recent controversy, former US President Donald Trump claimed at a campaign rally that the US would not protect any of its NATO allies who do not spend enough on defense. NATO, I got them to pay up. NATO was busted until I came along. I said, everybody's going to pay. They said, well... If we don't pay, are you still going to protect us? I said, absolutely not. They couldn't believe the answer. And everybody, you never saw more money pour in to Secretary General Stoltenberg. I don't know if he is anymore, but he was my biggest fan. He said, all these presidents came in, they'd make a speech, they'd leave, and that was it. And they all owed money, and they wouldn't pay it. I came in, I made a speech, and I said, you got to pay up. They asked me that question. One of the presidents of a big country stood up and said, Well, sir, uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us? I said, you didn't pay? You're delinquent? He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. You got to pay your bills. And the money came flowing in. In essence, Trump was trying to criticize nations that don't meet the 2% defense spending target, which is encouraged by NATO. However, by suggesting that he would not come to their defence, he undermined the notion of Article 5, which outlines the principle of collective defence. In response to this, Jens Stoltenberg suggested that the former president's stance would put US and European troops at risk. He added that Trump's statements undermine all of our security. The current US president, Joe Biden, went even further and claimed that Mr Trump's statements were appalling and dangerous, and that it gives Russian President Vladimir Putin a green light for more war and violence. Trump remains the frontrunner in the race to become the Republican nominee, and will likely face off against Biden once more in the presidential election later this year. Later this month, on the 29th of February, the residents of Rochdale will go to the polls to elect their new MP. This follows the death of Sir Tony Lloyd, who represented the constituency since 2017. 
Interestingly, though, a number of candidates from many different parties have proven to be quite controversial. Last week, the Green candidate, Guy Otten, stated that he would step back from the campaign following reports of regrettable social media posts. While he's not withdrawn from the campaign, he has said that he will cease campaigning. The reform candidate, Simon Danchuk, was previously the MP for Rochdale for the Labour Party. In 2015, though, he was found to have exchanged explicit messages with a 17-year-old girl. While it was found that he'd not broken the law and subsequently was not expelled from the party, the National Executive Committee decided that he would not be endorsed as the candidate in the 2017 election, instead choosing Sir Tony Lloyd. The Labour candidate for this by-election is Azar Ali, who has been criticised for his comments on Gaza. Ali claimed that they, the Israelis, deliberately took the security off. They allowed that massacre that gives them the green light to do whatever they bloody want. For his part, Ali has apologised for these deeply offensive remarks. The Tories have called for the Labour Party to remove Ali from the race, with Michael Gove saying Sir Keir Starmer cannot continue to support this candidacy. As things stand, Ali is still on the ballot paper. In Senegal, three people have died clashing with police in a protest over delayed presidential elections. Senegal's current president, Macky Sall, went on live television last week to announce that the elections in late February will be postponed until December, and as a result, protests have engulfed the country. Africa's Sahel region has been destabilised by coup after coup, but Senegal is clinging on as a relatively democratic and stable oasis. Now concerns are growing that one of the last remaining democracies in coup-hit West Africa is under threat. A group of imams in the capital of Dakar have said that Senegalese citizens feel betrayed by Seoul and are shocked by the current situation unfolding, as Senegal has never had a presidential election delayed. President Macky Sall has said the delay is necessary because electoral disputes threaten the credibility of the poll. But protesters see the postponement as a way for Sall to cling on to power for longer, at least until his term ends in April. Some opposition lawmakers have also denounced the move as an institutional coup. Saul's decision to postpone elections comes as a sharp U-turn since the end of last year, when he announced he would not run for a third term rather than testing Senegal's two-term limit. It came as a relief to the public, as Saul has already been accused of overseeing a democratic erosion. But now it seems things have taken a turn for the worse. And with democracy threatened, will Senegal be the next country to fall victim to the Sahel's deadly coup curse? In tech news, Google has pledged 25 million euros to boost AI skills in Europe. On Monday, Google said it had opened applications for social enterprises and non-profits, which could help train people, particularly those from vulnerable and underserved communities, in AI. Google will also run a series of growth academies in Europe, the Middle East and Africa to help companies using AI to scale up. And it has expanded its free online AI training courses to 18 languages. Last month, the tech giant also announced it would spend $1 billion building a data centre on a site just outside of London, which it bought in 2020. And in today's uplifting news, we discuss the discovery of a new species of Jurassic pterosaur in Scotland. A team of scientists from the universities of Bristol, Leicester and Liverpool discovered a well-preserved fossil on the Isle of Skye, which consists of a partial skeleton including the shoulders, wings, legs and backbone. It's thought to have had a wingspan of 1.6 metres, and it existed 165 million years ago. The species has been named Cheoptera evansi, with Cheoptera coming from the Scottish Gaelic word hio, meaning mist, which is a reference to the common Gaelic name for the Isle of Skye, Eileen Achiao, or Isle of Mist, and the Latin Ptera, meaning wing. The second part of its name, evansi, honours a paleontologist called Professor Susan Evans, who spent years researching on the Isle of Skye. 
The new discovery is helping to bridge a major gap in the knowledge of pterosaur evolution, showing that all principal Jurassic pterosaur clades evolved well before the end of the early Jurassic, which is earlier than previously realised. As a TLDR viewer, I can pretty confidently say that you're curious about the world around you, keen to know what's really going on rather than just the general media narrative. And one country where this is particularly interesting is China, where a lot of media coverage can be muddled or misleading. If you want to dive deeper though, I'd recommend Polymatter's incredible series, China Actually, which explores the truth behind the Chinese news, examining the truth about China's one-child policy, why China has no allies, how Chinese censorship really works, and what exactly China's nuclear policy looks like. All in all, it's a brilliantly researched and thoughtful series, and it's exclusively available on our streaming service Nebula. As you know, Nebula is the service that we built with a whole bunch of our creator friends and is home to tons of smart, educational content from all of your favourite creators. The best part is that by signing up, you not only get exclusive series like China Actually, Modern Conflicts from Real Life Law, or The Logistics of X from Wendover Productions, it also includes all of our content totally ad-free and sometimes before it arrives on YouTube. Plus, signing up directly supports TLDR, because by doing so, you contribute to the budgets of these big budget documentaries and help us to grow and expand our ambitions. So if you want to get more superb content and support TLDR, then if you sign up using the link below, you can support us directly and get Nebula for 40% off an annual plan. That's about £2 a month. Thanks for your support and for backing Nebula.